Welcome to This Is Football. Bienvenidos a This Is Football. Another Tuesday and another episode with Nico. He's going to join us later. We have a special, special guest. He's tactical manager on Twitter, Filippo Silva by name. Welcome to the show. How are you doing, Filippo? Doing great, doing great. Uh, Daniel or Solana, what should I call you? It doesn't matter. Whatever you want. Either or, it doesn't matter. Call you Daniel. Call you Daniel. All right. Call you Daniel. Perfect. But thanks so for having you? me, by the way. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks we, for being here with us. Yeah, yeah. We, we've had the both of us and, and a couple of our other friends have had some good interactions with you on Twitter. And, uh, you know, personally. Good? We, we, yeah, some, yeah. We love we love the interactions we have with you. So we have a lot of a lot of. Uh, things in common that, that you know that we think about in, in this football world so uh we definitely want to talk talk through some of those topics with you today you want you want just one thing that i didn't well i mean some people know i, I went to the united states men's national team training session today actually uh and i have a story that i'll tell later i'll tell later awesome perfect. awesome awesome well, perfect well actually i wanted to start off with the u.s national team and my first kind of question to you was you know what what do you think the current state of the men's national team program is right now after, you know, you, you've seen the U S men's national team now qualify to the world cup. You know, they had a okay group stage where they tied a couple games, you know, won a game, got through, you know, and then lost to, to Netherlands, you know, and now we're going into the first international break. You know, what's, what, what, what is your idea of the current state of, you know, what the U S national team is in? Yeah, I'm glad you said okay, because some people think we were like wonderful. I thought we did fine in the World Cup, right? I think okay is the right word. Uh, so my overall take in regards to the World Cup, and I don't know if you guys just left, if you can still hear me. My we're overall here, we're take, here. we were there. So the, the World Cup itself, it was okay. It was fine, right? And then we lost. The current state is very messy, right? And not, you know, messy, like very bad in terms of messy. We don't have a coach. Right. Currently, we have Anthony Hudson in charge. Uh, his resume ain't the best. And he was the assistant of Greg Berhalter. Then he, we had the whole Berhalter Reina saga, which I don't know if you're going to dive into in this episode, which who knows, right? What, what c comes out of that? Gio Reina's back. It's very confusing right now, uh, the situation of the U.S. men's national team. It doesn't, I'll put it this way, I think, we, if we can go back a few years ago. It's not as bad as when we fail to qualify to the World Cup, right? Because now we have a, a good young core and they have World Cup experience and we won the last two trophies we could have in CONCACAF. But it's a bit of a confusing moment, right? Because this cycle is also shorter than the previous one, right? Uh, the previous one, we ended, technically we started it with David Sarachan, also an interim coach. And when he ended it, Greg Berhalter took over early 2019, but Greg Berhalter was announced in 2018, right? In 2019 to 2022, that was roughly actually four years because the World Cup was in December. So Berhalter pretty much had a four-year cycle regardless, right? Now, this cycle started off later because the World Cup ended later and the other one starts in regular time. So as of today, whoever, if someone takes over today, they'll have three years roughly, which is a year less than Berhalter had. If they take over today, which is not going to happen. So the current state of the U.S. men's national team, it's very confusing. Um, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what else to tell you. Besides, yeah. that, just, we don't know what direction it's going. Uh, are we going to get another MLS coach? Are we going to go big? We had the CEO said that 
there's like nothing's off limits in terms of money spending. So what are we going to do? We're going to get a guy like Mourinho? Are we going to get Jim yeah. Hurt? I don't know. And primarily, primarily because uh, before you even get a coach, you need to get a sporting director, right? So that's what they said. Yeah, we we can give out names, you know, plenty of names, you know, from MLS to actually world class coaches. But at the end of the day, that decision can't be made until we have somebody that's actually going to be making that decision. And that's that going back to what you were saying, you know, that it's it's a mystery, you know. Uh, the fact that we don't have a sporting director is kind of worrying. You know, it's kind of worrying because you, you're 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 having all these uh, upcoming games, all these international breaks for players to actually, you know, uh, get together, gel, you know, and be able to, you know, get that chemistry going for the next World Cup. But necessarily, we don't have a style at the moment. Well, it's also very confusing. Of what are they going to do this time? Right, last time uh, because we failed to qualify the World Cup and a bunch of crap that was happening. Uh, Jay Burhalter ended up being the high up, the, the guy that made the decisions in U.S. soccer, right? And then he appointed Ernie Stewart that after we searched for a coach for months, he hired, coincidence or not, Jay Burhalter's brother, Greg Burhalter, yeah. that didn't have the greatest of resumes. So what's going to happen this time? Are we going to hire based on merit? Are we going to go get a little bit out of this boys club. I, I don't know. They hired that company to Sportsology that has worked with some NBA, MLS teams, and they're doing their research. There was this whole investigation that I guess set us back a couple months. I don't even know. Maybe Greg Berhalter would have been back already uh, if none of that had happened. We don't know. I don't think he should come back. Uh, like um, like Daniel said earlier, we had an okay uh, group stage and then and then we literally lost to the first very strong team we faced right besides england that was a zero zero draw but the first we literally played the first team we played that was very good we lost so yeah. and then we yeah. beat iran as i think we should and we didn't beat wales which i think we should have so i think we needed someone else for all of this but as of now, like I said earlier it's just very confusing we could have Burhalter back we could get a European coach we could get Jim yeah. Kirk. We could have Justin Marsh. He's available too. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And Absolutely. Back, and we're, go ahead, Nico. One second. And going back to what you were saying, you know, money-wise, we the other day we had Hercules Gomez talk to us, mm -hmm. and, and he was mentioning something that's very interesting. You know, Greg Berhalter was getting paid $1.5 million a year. Now, if you want to bring a, a world-class coach, like let's say Mourinho, for essence, you're going to have to pay that guy around $10 to $15 million a year. So, so Probably. we we really don't we really don't know you know what's the budget looking like you know what what kind of budget mm -hmm. they have to actually bring in someone so we can give out a bunch of names but we just don't know you know yeah and and it's good that you brought it up because for example Jose Mourinho if if it's like a world class coach that is American you you American you could possibly see him like okay I'll take a pay cut because I really want to manage my country in our country but. That's not Jose Mourinho's dream to manage the United States. He would, although he here. did say he did say that he would be interested in coaching the U.S. Well, he did yes, in an if, they, if the same way I'm interested in coaching South Korea, if they pay me, yeah. right? I'll, I'm interested. He left that door open. He knows the United States is a massive market, a big country, lots of money, and he left that door open. But but look, he I, I heard he turned down Portugal. Right? There were reports of that. He might not be ready to leave club soccer, uh, but we're talking about Jose Mourinho. Again, it's just us speculating with names. Right. We don't have a sporting director. 
we don't even have like an so the truth is I don't think the Federation's even looking for a coach at the moment, right? Because like you just said, we need a sporting director to hire him. And if you don't have a sporting director, are we actually even searching someone? We probably yeah. aren't. So there's no direction for the program right now. All we need to hope is that Anthony Hudson gets the job done, gets it through Nations League. Let's get a good job, continue to work with this group, maybe recruit a dual national here and there, like Balogun that we're talking so much about. Yes. Outside of that, it's just kind of like go on cruise control until we find a direction for this program. Um, until then, it, it's a hit or miss. Right, right, right. And we're going to get to the coaching talk a little bit later. So we do have a couple names that we want to throw out at you and see what you think. Um, you know, our production team put some stuff together and, you know, we're, we're interested to see what you have to say about those three or four names that we have. But you, you, you mentioned a topic a little bit earlier uh, where you talked about Reina and, you know, the Burhalter saga and all that. And, you know, we actually got some some video of, of a question today that was asked to Tim Ream on mm -hmm. on a the conversation on a conversation that he had with uh with Gio Reyna. Um and I want to put it on the screen for, for everybody to see and for you to see. Mm -hmm. I, I right, didn't so yeah, see the press conference by the way. Tim, have you had conversations with Gio just to, to try to kind of see where his head is at and, and how he's been able to kind of way back into the group over the first couple of days of training. And I know you've got essentially another week together as a, as a team as well. Thank you. Uh, yes, I have. I've had, had individual conversations with him. Um, so we'll stay between, between him and I, um, because I think that's, that's important to, to have that kind of line of communication and trust between, between players, between teammates, between, um, you know, between groups. Um, and so, yeah, I've, like I said, I've, I've had conversations with them, but those conversations and, and, you know, what he's feeling, what he's seeing, what, you know, what, what his worries may be, will will stay between him and I, because I think that's, that's important to, to allow him to, to move past uh, everything that's, that's happened. Um, and I think it's important for, you know, for all of us to be able to move, move past that and, and, you know, work together as a, as a good team. So, you know, listening to that to that interview, I mean, he doesn't really give us a whole lot, but you can see that, you know, there have been some sort of conversations that have been going on, you know, after this saga and stuff. And I mean, what do you think, you know, about first about what Tim Ream says? And second of all, what do you think or how do you think that affects, you know, the national team in this camp, you know, going into these two, uh, you know, games in this international window? So I, I was there today, actually, at their training session and observing the players. Obviously, they know some people are watching, so they could be acting different. But they all looked fine. Uh, they all looked like they were getting along. They trained normally. Uh, they were joking around. Obviously, you have your groups. Like, Gio Reyna is very close to Joe Scali, and you could see that in training. They're very good friends. Tim Ream was training close to Gio quite a bit, right? Tim Ream is almost almost old enough to be uh, Gio Reyna's dad, <laughs> Yeah, right. this is funny. It's his yeah. fourth cycle. This is his fourth cycle, yeah. by the way. Yeah. yeah, Tim Ream is turning 36 and Gio's 20, so that's 16 years apart. I don't recommend anyone having kids when they're 16, but if you put him a bit older, when he's 20, 21, 22, old enough to be his dad. So it looks like they talked and they're over it. That That's what I'm thinking, at least. That's what it looks like. Um, Christian Pulisic's interview was kind of weird, the timing that he wanted to say. But it didn't look like it became a problem among the players. And I think, like I said, they probably talked about it quite a bit 
um, outside of, you know, practice. They talked about it. It looks like it's fine. Also, Anthony Hudson is an adult. He probably understands that he wouldn't bring Gio if he thought it would be a problem. I think they've talked it out, and I think they're over it at this point. It's more of a Burhalter, Claudio, Daniel Reyna issue at this point than the players. That That's what it looks like. And, and like I said, I don't know in the locker room what's going on, but I saw training today, and it, it looked like a group that's fine. It didn't look like anyone hated each other. They were smi- And these guys are not actors. So if they're smiling and having fun, you can tell. And, and that's what it looked like today. Right, right, right. Go, going back to what you were saying about Pulisic, it, it almost seemed like Pulisic kind of wanted, in his interview, from my perspective, from my point of view, it almost seemed like Pulisic wanted to get going. And, and he actually wanted Greg Berghalter to actually stay as a coach. You know, I try to read between the lines on what he was saying. And it almost seemed certain that he wanted him to actually come back do you feel like um, that could create sort of some friction within, you know, the group? It, it depends on what their opinion is. Maybe they want Greg back, right? We don't know. Uh, I do I do want to say one thing um, about all of this. Uh, so 29 said that Pulisic and Reyna hated each other. So a couple of things here. I don't want to add fuel to the fire. <laughs> there were issues in the World Cup between Pulisic's parents and Giovanni Reyna's parents. Uh, that's been confirmed by many people that were there. And it wasn't like a little discussion. Apparently, it was very bad. Uh, that doesn't mean Gio and Pulisic hate each other. But obviously, if your parents have issues with other parents, you're going to stay on your parents' side unless you don't get along with them. And we know they all get along with their parents. Uh, but nevertheless, they might be able to separate those things and at least work together. They don't have to love each other, right? They just have to respect no. each other and play uh, alongside. Um but going back to what you were saying, Pulisic's interview, it depends on how the players see Pul- see Greg Berhalter. What I do want to say is a lot of people are saying, see the players back up Greg Berhalter. We don't know that, right? Because anyone that doesn't won't speak out right now. He's still a candidate. Let's say you're a player and the Federation has said that Greg Berhalter is still a candidate. You're not going to go out saying Berhalter out. You're going to say, I'm going to just stay zip because if he's back, I'd rather play for him than not play. Right. Definitely. So that now Pulisic's interview, I got the same vibe as you. I, I it looked to me like he did endorse Burhalter, but I talked to people that said that's not quite what he said. Some people were trying to tell me, and I talked to people today, and they were saying he didn't endorse Burhalter. It was more of like we need a start. He was calling out the federation saying we need a start, we need to be faster, we need to start right away. And if you decide to go with Burhalter, I'm okay with it. That's what some people got out of it. To me, it sounded what you said. It sounded like he did say, no, I want Burhalter back. But some yeah. people were saying that's not quite what he meant. He was like calling out the Federation, and he was just like, if you choose to go back with Burhalter right away, me, Pulisic, I'm okay with it. He did good things. Um, can read it. The only person that can kind of explain that is Pulisic himself, what he meant exactly. Just the timing was weird because that interview uh, – it wasn't like he was leaving the pitch and someone stopped him and asked. Those questions were pre-approved. Correct. His, right. Like Correct. it was all planned. Yeah, yeah. His, all PR, planned. his PR definitely saw that beforehand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and he probably requested it, right? It's like we yeah. want to talk about this because, I mean, and knowing, I, and from my from my point of view, from my end, actually, you know, I work for uh, uh, Univision to the NA, and we've interviewed Pulisic dozens of times, and he's the type of person that actually has his PR department read 
questions yeah. prior and he's not going to answer anything that he does not want to answer. Exactly. So, so it would have been different if he's leaving the game and a reporter comes up to him and says, Hey, thoughts on the Burhalter Reina saga. And he's just like, Oh, I thought it was childish. Just like, you know, tired out of the game. Didn't think much. And it's just out there, but this was all pre-planned and all. So, so he said exactly what he wanted to say, right? Nothing was taken out of context. The question is, did he actually mean to endorse Burhalter, or did he mean that if he's back, I'm fine with it? Like, I have no issues with Burhalter. But again, um, it's one of those that, like, if there's any chance of Burhalter being back, why would any player go against it? Yeah. We wouldn't. Well, well, we're going to find out what Filippo thinks. So for this next segment, uh, you know, we're, we're going to play a little game with Filippo. I'm actually going to bring on one of our other co-hosts on for this segment as well, and he'll remain with on on with us hopefully through the end of this episode uh for those of you listening on spotify we have filippo silvan he is uh you can find him uh at manager tactical on twitter he is the tactical manager the man behind usa talking all the stuff you need to hear about usa let's bring on socio socio welcome how's it going buddy you doing i'm doing good bro all right man welcome to take care of a little yeah. bit of business before we problem, jump man. to the next thing my one and only input, I hope they get behind the scenes and in the locker room, like they're both getting roasted by everybody. <laughs> like, yo, Ooh. you know the way we talk shit in the WhatsApp, you know, so for sure they're getting it. Though. The memes in that group chat must be on fire, dog. <laughs> La mama and el papa de Reina, eh? for sure they're just huh, in the group chat. Hilarious. My bad. That's my and, and Reina and Reina should take it right now. Gio yeah, should take yeah, it. Bro, yeah, you man, better yeah. ask, shut up and just dale, and laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, input. I also I also think that that I mean that's what makes a healthy locker room. There has to be some trolling yeah, bantering. Dude, you gotta right? be able to take it. Been in a group of friends, that's how it works. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. So let, let let's get into that next segment, this little uh game we want to play. Nico, I'll let you uh I'll let you take all right. So take so what, so what we'll do is so what we'll do is this we're gonna toss out a coach. Can, uh, a few candidates. We're going to toss out a few candidates that we believe that they could be candidates for the U.S. And then you're going to tell us what you think about them, whether they're good, not a good option, not a good option, just in general. Is there any comment. option of like, I don't have an opinion on this guy? Correct. Absolutely. Yeah, correct. You Absolutely. Can say pass. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So the first one we're going to go ahead and toss to. Bielsa. What do you think about this guy, Marcelo Bielsa? He's an ideologue, right? Uh, that's one. That's that's something that's negative. Uh, he's had very good moments. He's had very bad moments. Personally, I don't really think he would be the best option for the United States. We all know how he plays, right? He likes that very old, kind of like old school, well, old school, right? Very man-marking press, which I don't really think it suits our player pool, right? You, we talked about two of our best players just now, Christian Pulisic and Reyna. Do we all agree here that they should be starters for the United States going forward? Um, absolutely. You know, from from their you know, are skill they, level, their bridges. skill level, yeah, their skill yeah. level. We don't have players in that. Can are they stay healthy? Are they pressing players? They're not. No, so, they're not. So, uh, if your two best players or your two most talented players don't fit the style of this specific coach. I'm not saying it wouldn't work, and Bielsa's a very smart guy. He knows this game way too well. But if he's going to go with that idea and stick to it, and it doesn't suit some – like, other, I can mention other players too. Serginho Des is not a pressing player. No. That's another name. No. 
right? There's a few names that don't really fit that, that when you look at these players, you're like, these guys have to be starting for us and you need to get the best out of them. Um, and, and say whatever you want about Gio. Maybe Gio has to come off the bench. I don't care about that. Pulisic is a locked-in starter. He was our best player in the World Cup, and he is not really a pressing player either. So if you're going to go man-marking press with an ideologue like Marcelo Bielsa that will run the team to the ground, I don't think it's the bad. Now, between him and Burhalter, I'd rather bring in Bielsa right now, but definitely not my number one option if I had a, the opportunity. But realistic one. He's available. So Yeah, yeah, who knows? All right, our next, our next uh, one. We're going to bring a local guy. A local guy that hasn't been in the MLS, or I should say in the United States for a while. Hmm. Next one up, Jesse Marsh. So loves himself some pressing too, doesn't he? Um, more zonal, <laughs> not man-marking uh, press like Bielsa, but zonal press. Um, also, I, I the problem is, again, we saw Jesse with um, Salzburg. We saw Jesse with Leipzig. We saw Jesse with Leeds. My main concern, Jesse Marsh, is his lack of tactical flexibility. He doesn't change, right? He still plays the old Red Bull style of play, um, press, 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 direct, and very narrow. Uh, very narrow. And nowadays with soccer in the Premier League, we saw that even worse. When you play very narrow, it's very tough to play against better opposition. They figure you out and it's tough and way too direct. Um, you, you see, Leipzig changed the way they they played under Julian Nagelsmann a few years back because it just doesn't work, that old Ralph Ragnick style of play that the Red Bull system is. Leipzig changed it. A little bit of pressing they still have press they're direct but they do have some possession and jesse marsh is not about that right and we're even seeing well Leeds still kind of sucks i'm not gonna go on and do it that's not jesse uh, I'll, I'll say this the one thing i like about jesse being in the national team i wouldn't personally want him right now i think he can be in the future he has a few things to change and grow but he does have charisma he does have – he is American. I think – I don't think the coach has to be American, but I think it's always a bonus, right, if you can get a guy from yeah. your own country. It's a bit of a bonus if he's the, the right guy for the job. Uh, and I think he can fire up the players. I just don't think if he goes and implements that same freaking system that he did in Salzburg. Like Salzburg – let's just put it this way before we move on. Salzburg, what he did in Salzburg, every single coach did win the Austrian League. Yeah. That's a given. That's a given. It's a given. And then he goes to Leipzig and nothing worked. Sure, you can blame management. There were issues, but it didn't work. So you can't call it if maybe you can't call it a failure, but you can't call it a success. That's for sure. Now with Leeds, he failed. <laughs> he Big failed. He, he escaped relegation. Congratulations, got the job done. And then they gave him, they spent, what, 150 million pounds? It wasn't yeah. that little. So, sure, Calvin Phillips left, but he barely played the season before, so it doesn't matter. It's just money yeah. that they got in. Rafinha was a big loss, but but nevertheless, they made a bunch of signings that he requested. Yeah. He wanted Tyler, they yeah. brought Tyler. He wanted Brendan, they brought Brendan. They brought Nyoto, that's a fantastic player, fantastic by the way. Fantastic winger, yeah. Um, Sinistera that he wanted. Mark, they brought Mark Roca. Mark Roca was another player they brought. Weston McKinney in January. Um, Ruder. So they, they brought players at this point, and the team was equally as bad. There was no improvement, and he wouldn't change the way. So I thought that was a failure. Um, so I wouldn't personally put him on top of my list. I wouldn't hate Jesse Marsh in charge, but 
not perfect. Yeah. Not the perfect candidate. I'll throw myself out there. I was a Jesse Marsh fan for a minute. I'm not gonna lie to you. One but... minute. maybe two minutes maybe two minutes all right next next one out and this and this one is it's uh i wouldn't say a fan favorite but i would say maybe a few of our members favorite here we go thierry henry you know, you know someone down there. You know someone down there is happy about this one. Well, he's a gunner, right? Yeah, he's a gunner. Nah, what? <laughs> I mean, that's no. that's. I mean, that that's one of their best players ever, if not the best player ever for Arsenal. Yeah. My right? Absolutely, but absolutely, um, yeah, definitely. So, but what you think about him? You know, like because a yeah, lot of people no, say seriously, seriously. a lot of people say that okay, so he can bring in he can bring in something that we don't have that we might need, which is experience, knowledge. However. He hasn't been coaching for a while. My big one, before you go into it, Filippo, my big one is he's the key to flipping Balogun. It can help, for sure. It'll it'll flip him, for sure. Do you think we can get him him in shape and play a little bit, maybe? Oh, yeah. (laughs) That wouldn't be bad, right? That wouldn't be bad. bad. You don't don't need an inform Henri to be one of our best players. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he stays in shape. I'm pretty sure he's um, I'll say that, let, let's let's go through the negatives and the positives. The negatives for Thierry mm-hmm. Henry is his coaching resume is shit. I don't know if you're allowed to curse here, but I just no, had no, a yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, say whatever. That's that's the best way to describe his coaching resume. It's horrible, right? Now, now let's go to the positives, which there's a few, right? One positive, he is a freaking global superstar legend there is no player in the u.s poll that will disrespect Henri. so there will be respect from the players and if you want to be a manager it's not just about tactics it's not just about player selection you need to have the group believing whatever idea and what you say and Henri, i can't think of an american player that would disrespect him including gio reyna he wouldn't disrespect him right Henri has a better resume and he's better than any player we've ever produced. And his resume is better than any American ever combined. So that's the first thing to put out. He knows the game. That's something else. And what I want to add last but not least is he's not really part of this old boys club that we have in U.S. soccer. Right. Uh, uh, There's absolutely no way Claudio Reyna would go on to to, to like. So. That's the good part of Henri. I guess the positive is just respect. There's going to be respect. Now, the coaching resume is, is concerning because been pretty damn bad. That's the only concern that I've had. But national team is a bit different from club, right? National team, you don't really implement much of a system. You don't have much time with the players. It's more about like yeah. the guys you select, having them respect you, and having a good game plan, right? Um it's very hard to implement an actual system in a national team where you're where you're with the player like three times a year for like a week or two. In the club, it's a bit different. You want to put it. So I'll say out of the three you mentioned, uh, at first I didn't really like the Henri option, but it kind of grew on me a little bit. Also, I, I'd much rather have him than Greg Berhalter back. So I, I share my concerns and the positives. So I, out of the ones you mentioned and Greg Berhalter, I would take Thierry Henri. I do have a suggestion, though. Um, do you want to hear my suggestion on him? Go ahead. I don't want to spoil because you might put this guy as an option. I was going to say maybe have Patrice Vieja as the manager, the coach. And we don't, have a, we, don't, 
we don't have an option for this dynamic. However, okay. we did hear we did hear that there could be a possibility. Again, all these names are coming out because these are coaches available. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the other day, as we mentioned when we were doing the the pod with Hercules Gomez, he was actually mentioning it to us as well. You know, like he just found out two seconds ago that Patrick Vieira was fired, so he would actually be a, a possibility. And and to to be fair with what you're saying, and you're probably going to mention this, he does have experience within the states because he did coach in the MLS. Montreal. No. Montreal. Uh, uh, Vieira, yeah. New York, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking Henri Montreal Henri and Vieira. No, no, no. Going back, to, yeah, going back yeah. to Vieira. Yeah, going back to Vieira. Yeah, but but they're still not part yeah. of the the you know old boys club. Everyone that yeah. knows each other, they they came into MLS because of their career in Europe. They're two French Correct. legends, right? Right. Uh, I would rather have maybe Vieira as the manager and Thierry Henri as the assistant. Um, he would also help recruit Balogun. That would help. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, I think it. that that would be that that right there would be one of my number one options. Vieja with Henri as the assistant, uh, and if Henri doesn't want it, I would even take like Jim Curtin to be the assistant for that scenario. But go go ahead. That that's my take then, on Henri. And then Wenger oh, as sporting director. We have Greg Berhalter. <laughs> hey, Greg! Us, thanks for joining us, my brother. We love you, man. What's up, Doing Greg? How's it going? Uh, I'm coming back. No, please don't. <laughs> yeah, they're on vacation. They're on vacation. Yeah. Tranquilo, take it easy. Greg, you made 1.6 million a year for four years. You probably have a lot of money plus your career. Go, go, chill. Go to, go to yeah, Bali and stay there for take like your five mantle, years. Yeah. Take your mantle. Yeah. You know, yeah. Hard stuff. I don't. I have go, an idea. Why don't go, they go, why buy don't, some, go buy some more air forces? They should know. Hire them. No, hire, hire him at Leeds. Hire him at Leeds. They like the American coach. <laughs> Dude, the money he made his career, he should just go to Bali and stay there for a couple yeah, years. Dude, Come back later. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so the we, last one, Danny. Before we before we oh, finish, my, this my one bad, out. I forgot. Yes, that's right. I last have, one. And this was this one might be my personal favorite for not just one reason for but for all the reasons because I feel like this guy might take all the boxes from what we need as a coach. Here's mm-hmm. my candidate. Danny, Antonio, Con- that is he available already? Did he get fired? Well, well he's, he's about to. <laughs> he's, he's, not only is he about to be fired, he's gonna be available in the summertime. So you know, at the end of the day, we we can't make a decision now because we don't have a sporting director. So you know, it can work out. Who knows? Now he the does. issue with this guy will be so going back yeah, to what no we trail. were saying. Money. This guy's making yeah, this guy's making fifty Stupid million dollars a year. Stupid. Do we have that amount of money to actually pay him? We don't know. Yeah, it's there, bro. They're going to have to cough up if they want somebody. Well, it's also another thing, too. That's what he's making in the Premier League. Would What if another Premier League team offers the same? Does he pick us over them? Probably not. So that means we might have to pay more than that. You think he has a market for the Premier League right now? Um, I think there will always be a market for Conte. Uh, Back to Chelsea? He, I mean, Chelsea's let's not be honest. Is it is it more of a Conte problem or a Tottenham problem right now? Well, I think I think they have some injuries. It's and... always Tottenham. Co- what Co- have they won without him? Nothing. So, yeah, but Conte I mean, didn't they... leave. To Conte didn't leave in good terms with Inter either. After even after winning the championship with them. Yeah, but this He's is like very... the third coach that says the same shit. He has a life yeah. cycle, right? He's very demanding, so he yes. stresses out the relationship eventually. Uh, if he takes over a national team that he won't be with the players as much, it might be less stressful. 
the problem with Conte is like dealing with him constantly. Um, he stresses that up, but uh, he's a great man. I mean, sure, if we can afford him, get him. I mean, I know Alexi Lala said he's incompetent, but I think he's the complete opposite. Um, I, but then again, it goes back I mean, to that. Yeah. How, Alexi called... Lala says some crazy stuff, anyway. So yeah, he has a lot of know, yeah, it... he has a lot of takes that we don't agree with. Yeah, I I can't really understand someone calling Burhalter competent and Conte incompetent, right? It, it doesn't match. Dude. You you could call both competent if you like Burhalter, but you can't call Burhalter competent and Conte incompetent. Of course. Uh, I mean, if we can afford Conte, I'll love it. Uh, my only concern with him would be like it would probably just have to be for this cycle. I feel like if you keep him for two cycles, he'll stress everyone out. Yeah. For right, right. this cycle only, that's going to be three years, and he won't be with the players every day. I think that would be fine, but but again, he the national team usually get coaches that are kind of like towards the end of their career, so it might not be overly realistic too with Conte. Uh, but but I mean, if you if you out of these options, if you say Conte is possible, sure, my number one. Yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. My only concern with Conte will be his play style because we know that he plays with a 3-5-2 or a 5-3-2 formation. And I'm not sure that U.S. has the right players for that. I think we do. I think we can play that way, uh, three back three. Uh, right now, you could play Tim Ream, Chris Richards, Carter Vickers. Uh, Correct. Those, those uh, you have, we'll see how McKenzie does. I think we do have the back three. And then midfield, I mean, technically, our fullbacks are more wingbacks. Wingbacks, yeah. Yeah. So that fits. Um, we that can play fit. That would definitely fit. I think it could work. I think it could work. I think it, uh, will, it does work. Play that counter-attacking yeah. ball because possession, we're not going to hold possession. We've never been a possession-based team. And one thing, one thing in the chat, uh, BMR209, he's saying JT Batson said he would spend whatever is necessary. He can spend whatever is necessary. The there. question is how much does he have? I mean – I mean, fullback. he can spend all the money he has. He can't spend what he does. I mean, I don't want us going into debt for a coach here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not right. <clears throat> all right. Um, so I think I think we've talked the men's national team. Go bigger, go to, home. You know, you know, to 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 hell. So I kind of want to move. Yeah, I kind of want to move into a different topic. I don't know if you want to stay on, Filippo. You're more than welcome to. We talked awesome. a little bit about about the MLS. Um, I don't know if you noticed. Uh, I'm sure Socio noticed. Yeah, you know he he noticed me. But I'm drinking pink lemonade still. I'm drinking that pink Kool Aid. <laughs> this guy. I'm so drinking that pink Kool Aid because is the... it's a, it's, a, it's an Inter Miami joke. It's an yeah. Inter Miami joke. So let me give you a little bit of context. Danny, <laughs> Danny has been he's been known to hate the team for quite a while now. No, 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 no. Let's let's hold on, hold on. Let's let let. let... <laughs> Let's Define make the right hate. word. I am very critical of the team and okay. the way they play, yeah. and I'm very critical of the management style and the way that the front office has, I guess, managed this team since its inception. Okay. So I've never been to a game until they've been, you know, for three I'll years playing you. at the stadium. Never been to a game until this year. This year I went to my so first two game weeks ever. Live. No, a month ago. A month ago. A and month I, had a, ago. I had a great time. I had a great time. So – I'm not gonna say I'm a diehard fan, but you know I'm I'm kind of taking a little jab at the Inter Miami fans that were going crazy when we were two and zero, you know, and I was telling them to stop drinking the pink Kool Aid, but I'm just gonna let them know I'm still drinking the pink Kool Aid, you know, it's all good, you know, we're two and two, yeah, I but mean, I'm still drinking the pink Kool Aid. 
you get you can't take too much seriously what some people say. I, I even uh, so the same thing. Me being critical of the U.S. men's national team, some people even said that I'm not a real fan. I was like, <laughs> right? I was like, guys, that's what listen, they tell him every day. <laughs> listen, if I'm not a real fan, I'm freaking nuts then because the amount yeah. of coverage I do is too much. Watch, I'll go, I'll go do something else with my life, right? Yeah, um, exactly. But nevertheless, so, it, you shouldn't really take them too seriously. I think. I think people need to grow up and stop being a bit too sensitive about criticism. Uh, just debate it back. What, what's wrong with your crit, your criticism, right? They can debate Correct. you back. Uh, 100%. And, and I mean, maybe, maybe they will grow up one day. I, I don't think they will. Some, some people are just meant to be big babies for their entire lives. But <laughs> well, So getting into the MLS, we want to know, you know, does, does Filippo have a team that he enjoys to watch? Um, or do you have, you know, you know, Oh, there it is, Orlando City. Oh, no. oh, we didn't. So we didn't know that oh, before. No. We got a, so we got a little rivalry here. Oh, so interesting. So no, I don't the production team Miami. didn't do the background check. I asked for a background uh, check. No, no, yeah, no, I, no. I, I, I wouldn't have passed <laughs> it. But I lied on it. I wouldn't have passed it. Hey, there's three. <laughs> hey, there's there's three Uruguayans. That's on why that you team, made it so, in. Hey. <laughs> to be fair, the line on, on the on the previous show for the MLS when we all gave out our uh, favorites. I had Orlando City, you know, make it all the way to the MLS He's Cup. An MLS guy. I'm rethinking. I'm rethinking that right now. I'm honestly rethinking. I would. No. I would if I were you. But 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 no. Um, my my actual team, like I have one team that I really love, and I I follow. It's Palmeiras in Brazil. Yeah, we have a few Oh, <laughs> There's beef already. The greatest team in <laughs> South America right now. Uh, and the, the main thing is with Orlando City, I, I watch MLS, one, to follow U.S. prospects that are coming up. So I, I watch many different teams, mostly to see how those players are doing. And Orlando, there's a few reasons why I go for Orlando. One, I moved to Orlando, so it was like the local team, the, the games I could go to. And I always go every season to a few games um, here and there. Uh, when I moved to Orlando, Kaká was here, and he was one of my favorite players growing up in Brazil, Kaká. And I, 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 me and my dad would go to many games here in Orlando just to watch Kaká. And I played with Kaká here in Windermere in Orlando, too. Wow. Pick up. We oh, played wow. with Kaká, nice. which was a great experience. And, How and many times also, did he make you? Uh, he didn't. I, 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 I stayed away. <laughs> Stay on the other side of the Smart. field. Smart. He can't he can't meg you if you don't come close to him. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right? But exactly. he also wasn't trying just to be completely uh, uh, going back to that. How because we we've had it, right here in Miami, we had players, but we didn't have we haven't had players on that, you know, greatness. How was Kaka not just on the field, but off the field as far as being in Orlando? On the field, he wasn't that great, right? It was more towards yeah. the end of his career. So, he really didn't shine in MLS by any means. Um, off the field, I've had some interactions because there's a big Brazilian community here, right? So they would, he would be involved in, and Kaká is a very normal dude, right? He's not really the pop star like, he doesn't, doesn't really enjoy, well, I, I can't speak on his behalf, so I don't know what I'm saying here. It didn't seem like he enjoys the attention. He likes to just be around when, when we went to play pickup soccer and he was there, it was even kind of odd. So I was just going with friends to play pickup soccer with the Brazilians, right? And when we got there, 
we're just looking down this and I'm looking at a guy carrying a bunch of water bottles, plastic water bottles for the pickup game because we always help each other out and bring stuff. And when I'm looking on it, it's like, that guy looks a lot like Kaká. And as he got close, <laughs> like, crap, it was Kaká just carrying bottles with us. And, uh, and I haven't played here in a while with the Brazilians because I had three knee surgeries and I'm trying not to get injured anymore. But they post pictures from time to time. He's been around. Um, even recently, he was here playing with them again. So That's he's just sick. very involved with people. And, and and he's very calm, very, like, very nice. I, I loved being around him. Um off the yeah. field, at least with the community. Yeah, there's another, there's another, there's another uh, famous Brazilian soccer former player that still lives in Orlando and Rivaldo. Uh, Rivaldo. That's that's one of yeah. uh, another big name. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't that. seen or played with Rivaldo. I I've talked to people around here that seen him. He doesn't really play soccer anymore. Apparently, no. he does like he does a lot of biking here, and he does like he plays football a lot. Uh, but they haven't been saying. But there, there's actually many other Brazilian players that here that are here you might not know them they're more like at the club level but yeah the big names kaka is here from time to time hivaldo actually lives here um but yeah the experience of kaka was that it was just like if you didn't tell me it was kaka and i didn't know who kaka was he just looked like he was another guy with us right, right, um, right. very different uh overall but in regards to orlando city that's when and i worked for orlando city a while back too, I I was the head coach of their first soccer school here in Orlando. I, I coached nice. at their first soccer school. Oh, wow. When they when Pareja started to expand, Oscar Pareja started to expand their youth program. They had the academy, and they wanted to branch out to soccer schools to get the brand out, get some income, not much income, but like the brand of Orlando City out in the community, and to feed the academy. Right, you can find players here and there. There's even one. One kid I coach that's in the academy right now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, very good kid. And I was a head coach there. I started right before the pandemic hit and then had a break, obviously, because of the pandemic. And then came back and I stayed there for another, I think, a year and a half or a year until I had another knee surgery. I'm like, I can't keep standing here. It hurts too much. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that, Felipe. So I wanted to get into that next. Youth soccer. I know that you tweet a lot about youth soccer. Um, and you're very, very serious, you know, about, uh, you know, progressing youth soccer in the United States. And so I, I didn't act, I actually didn't know that you coached in, in you know, in, in Orlando City. So that, that's awesome. Can you tell us a little bit more about maybe how the academies, you know, within the MLS work? Um, you know, we've had prior guests on who also work with, you know, with some MLS academies and stuff like that. And so it's, I'm, I'm just curious to hear your point of view versus their point of view. I mean, it's different for every MLS academy. It's very different, right? And I had, I had Augusto Cariso on the channel. That's the father of Maximo Cariso that plays for New York City FC, and he talked about that one. It's very much different. I think with Orlando specifically, um, I don't know how it is now, right? I haven't been there since twenty. I think I left early 2022 late 2021 that's when i left so a lot has changed but orlando city was building their youth network right uh i believe they have now u14 is the youngest one the main issue i have with youth academies in the u.s and i think i personally think none uh, and i can't confirm this because i haven't been to all of them but i do think no mls academy really has this of what i was saying I thought they all needed to have U8, U10, and U12 futsal academies and then transition the players up to U14 uh, to develop some technical ability, some flair, playing tight spaces. 
I don't think any does have that, right? And and I resemble that more coming from a Brazilian youth setup. Brazil is mostly like that, right? You have a lot of futsal at early ages and pickup coach. We don't have pickup coach it's, in the United it's, States. It's very South American style. It's a very South yeah. American style. Cause, in, cause Spain. in Spain. Well, well, Spain has changed over time now because they like to play that two-touch, that one-two, and then move away from the ball. I but was actually, yes, yes. I was actually listening to an interview the other day um, I believe it was uh, Gareca uh, that he mentioned that that he mentioned that nowadays until they're 14 years old they try to they try to implement what they would actually implement in like older ages into younger kids and yeah. that's taking away their ability to actually you know become a soccer player and make decisions on the field and be able to have what you said you know that flair you know that difference you know yeah. And, and, I was just going to, I agree with that. I mean, the exportation of European soccer culture is really ruining the game, unfortunately, in my opinion. Not, not, I really think they are. I think they're killing off creativity. They like, the, the thing with Europe is they like these players that are like, and no offense, people are, I hope people don't take this out of context, but like Erlen Holland, mm -hmm. um, Cristiano Ronaldo, even, uh, even Kylian Mbappe, you can compare Mbappe to like Neymar. Um, Mbappe is at that level, if not better, but it's not the same flair. It's not the same style of play. It's a bit different. Mbappe is more direct. Erlen Haaland, more direct. Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo, more direct. Even Lionel Messi, to a certain extent, he's much more direct than the, South Amer the average South American player because Messi was developed mostly in Europe. You want to have players that are more like you want to have a mix of that, right? You want to have the showman. You want to have like like the Neymars, and you go back to the Ronaldinho's. Um, I'm trying to think of other players that have this flair. Vinny, this but people don't Vinicius. like this no more. Vinicius nowadays too, they and call even him the guy all the shit that they call him. He told this so people. I don't know though. People, I don't know why they're hating that yoga bonito style. Well, they loved it when Dino was doing it. Now Vinny can the, dance. The Vinny problem can is shit. they freak out about it in Europe. They think there's like Stupid. one way to play and you have to be like a robot. And they don't understand their, that the beauty of soccer. You do want to have these players like Erlen Haaland, Cristiano, Mbappe that are more direct. And, and, and these are among the best players of all time. But you do also want to have the Neymars, the Ronaldinho's, the Vinicius. Uh, you need to have a balance between that, but it seems like Europe kind of wants to kill that off. Like, like in Brazil or South America in general, you don't kill off players that are very robotic. You, you're fine with them. That's right. the way they play. But in Europe, they don't like that. The Vinicius Jr. that yeah. tries maybe yeah, a little, that's um, a yeah. to a certain extent. Anthony is way below that in terms of of level of play. He's nowhere near garbage. as good as the players you mentioned. But but they <laughs> garbage. What? He's garbage. Uh, we we'll go as far as garbage. We'll go as far as garbage. But but what I'm saying is, Anthony does like a random trick, and people they, they just like start hating on him for. It's like, guys, relax. Let the player do tricks. Whatever. Yeah, he looks like a fidget spinner, right? <laughs> um, but again, they, they're killing that off. The flair. One player from Europe that has a lot of flair, and I love watching. He's very different from European players, and he's simply world class this season. Is the Napoli Georgian player Kavratskelia? Kavratskelia, yeah. If you can pronounce Paradona. Paradona, yeah. That guy actually has flair. It's, it's, I was watching, I've been watching Napoli because of him. I'm just like, this guy is actually enjoyable to watch. Liquid, liquid, yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, he has he has a not normal. He has a, bro, right? he has a South bro, American. He bro, has a South bro. American in him. Because yeah, I don't know about. I want to get you guys' take on this one because Erlen Holland is world class, and he's going to go down as one of the best goal scorers of all the time. Greatest, the greatest goal poacher. Sure. In, yeah. In the, yeah. But but, but again, sport. is he is he really that entertaining to watch, or you just watch to count no. how many goals he's going to score? He's not entertaining. Yeah. yeah he's boring. Yeah. He's a he's a big poacher. Yeah. More so, he, watch to see me, if he doesn't score. I got I got I got hit on, I got hated on a lot by saying this, and I'm going to say it because obviously, yeah, go for it. You deserve obviously it. We can't. You finally hit one. Go. Obviously, we can't really compare the two because obviously Erling Haaland is playing in Europe and this guy only played in South America. But to me, Erling Haaland looks a lot like Martin Palermo. He's very, very similar to him. Oh, he wait, knows, no, I've never heard where of he knows Where he knows where to be. But again... Is he better on penalty kicks? Well, nah, yeah. I'd compare Palermo more to like a Giroud type. No, no. Palermo's what? the type of guy that scored. A, he scored a he scored a header from half field. Yeah, and he also missed three and penalties in one game. A, yeah, oh, yeah, I think award with the score. Well, that's what I said to the extent. That's what I. That's what I didn't want to compare. Well, I don't to. like the comparison. I just said. I think Holland is very unique. I, I, one thing I do notice oh, yeah. going to Mbappe that I mentioned there. Um, Mbappe reminds me a lot of Ronaldo phenomenon playing. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of the difference nowadays is yo like. Ronaldo phenomenon would stay very much as a center forward. Mbappe, with yeah. the way the game changed, the you'll see him drift wide. It's a bit different, right. but but the way he carries the ball, the style of play, it's a lot like Ronaldo. Maybe Ronaldo is a bit stronger than Mbappe, and Mbappe is a bit faster, even though Ronaldo is super fast too. I think with the ball, they're very similar. With the ball, yeah. both of those two players. And Ronaldo and, and, and the acceleration, the acceleration that they both had acceleration until Ronaldo had the injury. And Ronaldo was one of those Brazilian players that um he did have flair, just like Mbappe has flair, Bro, but yeah. he wasn't as big on flair as many others, like uh Ronaldinho, Denilson, Neymar, yeah, Robinho. He used his body and, and his physicality a lot more than, yeah, than those and his other, dribbling and those was amazing. Nah, he was nah, clinical, like, clinical in front of goal. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. yeah, but but going back to what you were saying with Haaland, um you wouldn't you wouldn't say that Haaland deserves the Ballon d'Or more than Kylian Mbappe as far as you know the ability of a soccer player, correct? If I think Haaland couldn't win a Ballon d'Or, that's what you say? Who would you choose to win the Ballon d'Or first? Strictly on ability. Well, ability, it wouldn't be Holland for sure, right? Um, when you look in terms of ability, uh, he's not – well, he's definitely technical. But but again, I think the main thing with Erlen Holland is he'll, he scored goals in many different teams. But if you – I don't know how to say this because he'll probably still score goals playing for a crap team. But again, Holland is more like – the off the ball movement and then he's positioning clinical yeah positioning and 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 i mean the guy's just a freak of nature in terms of size speed yeah, strength and he's clinical that in front of the goal is ridiculous uh but yeah he's definitely not like definitely not like a technical player like a neymar is or even mbappe messi no. those guys right he's the thing is he's comparable to them in terms of like how effective he is in the game he's as important almost as these guys or more important depending on the team but it's not the quite the same level in terms of ability on the ball as these players. Yeah, and because he's he's been compared also to players, you know, for, like Slatan. But I mm-hmm. I still think that he's not even there. Like mm-hmm. he, he, it's obviously he's gonna destroy Slatan's goal record, but I feel like Slatan when he first was 
playing, let's say, for Inter, for example, he was more of a technical player than what Erling could be. Well, Zlatan is more technical than Haaland, yeah. I would say. Yeah. But, but Haaland's a better player. Haaland's yeah, going to have to do something rowdy and break that messy 90-goal record type shit to get the Ballon d'Or. I don't... Well, Mbappe well, has France on his side. Well, insane. the thing is, the Ballon d'Or this year will go to... The World Cup counts for this year? The World it's Cup? over. Yeah, it's, it's over. over. Yeah, No, because I was going to say... That was years ago. If Manchester when did they City, buy Qatar? If Manchester City wins the Champions Obviously. League and Holland in the Premier League and Holland is the top scorer of both competitions... I could see him getting the ball. He already there. is. He already is. Is he the top scorer? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so, he scored five the other days. Yeah, he already is. I mean, if, if he delivers there, he could win it. Like, who else is going to win it? Yeah. Yeah, Messi. Yeah, no, absolutely. You bring up a good point. Well, why Messi? Yeah. If you're not counting the World Cup, what is Messi doing? You're counting the World Cup. No, the World Cup's counted, unfortunately. Okay, so if they're counting the World Cup, it's, Messi yeah, already wrapped. It's over. It's wrapped. Yeah, yeah it's wrapped, dude. It's yeah, it's over. But let's say another – let's say next year um, – because I think Man City will lose the Champions League this year. Let's say they win next season, and Holland again is dropping forty goals in the Premier League. Yeah. Twenty, I don't know, twenty goals. Uh, which I mean, which I mean more than likely it's going to happen. But wait, if he, he has does to it, win these things too, right? If he does it consistently, I think you know, consistently two or three years, you have to give him the ball, the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. I mean, also, if he does it as consistently. Long as- Let's say well, Norway if, qualifies to the Euros too, and he has like a decent Euro. Right. They're not going to win it, but let's say yeah. he gets out of the group. That's already big for them. Yeah. Correct. That in the Champions League, he can win a Ballon d'Or. That that can happen. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. But but again, we got to take in factor of what the other players are doing as well, because you haven't Kylian That's Mbappe. What, that, say, yeah. what if Kylian Mbappe doesn't stay in PSG and he actually goes to Real Madrid? Well, I'm putting that Man over. City wins. Man City wins the championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. If that's the Correct. case, it doesn't matter when where Mbappe yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what could matter is Mbappe could win the Euros of France, and that can have a big, big influence too. That can happen, Absolutely. right? Norway yeah. can make the World Cup. There's a hundred teams going in the next one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or, 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 everybody or, gets or, a shot. Everybody I'm thinking of starting a country myself. <laughs> you feel me? Hey, we're in. <laughs> Let me know. Let me know. I play center back. Whatever nationality. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got a left back. You have a left winger right here. All right. So I, I want to. On that note, I want to let you go, Filippo. I want to. I want you to plug in. You know where yeah, where everybody time, else can huh? find you. You know where, where where can we follow you? Where can we find you? Go ahead. Plug it all away. So on YouTube, just Tactical Manager TV. On Twitter, Manager Tactical. But Again, if you're from the crowd that thinks Daniel is 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 um, a hater, right, for criticizing, you might not want to follow me on Twitter because I might <laughs> I might be a hater. I might be a hater. Um, and, and that's pretty much it. And I guess um, um, Instagram would be also Tactical Manager TV. That's awesome. All right. find it. Awesome, right. man. Thank you so much for coming on and spending so much time with us. We had a blast, man. Hopefully, you can come back on again and uh, spend some more time with us. Maybe when. Uh, when the U.S. When we have uh, a coach. When we have a coach. We'll, yeah, we'll when we get a coach. Uh, if we get Burhalter, does that count as a coach? No, it doesn't. Nah. We won't bring you back on. Actually, well, maybe, we will. Maybe twenty twenty. We'll bring you back. We'll probably, we'll probably invite, invite him since he was in the chat. You know? so, <laughs> he was here today, so. You might as well. <laughs> Guys, All right. thank you very much thank for having see. me. Bye-bye. All right. Have a good thank one. Thank you. All right, guys, man. Excellent interview. That was fantastic, man. What a great guy Filippo was. 
But we still have, you know, a loaded, loaded, loaded program, and we're nah, running out John of time. Nah, John is wilding. He's a liar. Oh, you got four we, minutes, brother. You got four minutes to go. So well, we we you got, got a lot break. of stuff to get through. You know, one big thing we want to get through is the international break that's coming up this week. So we won't nah. have any club soccer other than the MLS, I believe. Um, you know, we want to. We you know, we in uh, some interesting in the, games. There's really well, that, interesting games. That's what I'm saying. Tiff, the, the Tiff producers put together a slide for us on the interesting games. Thanks, thanks for putting it up. So we have uh, Italy, England, Argentina versus Panama, Netherlands versus France, Japan versus Uruguay. I don't know who put that one up. That I don't know. Japan, Uruguay, Sweden versus I, I, Belgium. I guess you did that. I guess you did that one. Must have been. Must have been. And and Spain versus Norway. Spain versus Norway. Why? Because of Holland. Spain, I don't man. know. Spain, I think Spain is one of the candidates for the next World Cup. Yeah, but Spain for Spain for me should win that game easily. Yeah, but Haaland's not even playing. So. Oh, hey, it's, hey, it's, hold on, it's hold like on, playing the Faroe where, Islands. Where's yeah, Frankie yeah. from? Frankie Fresco. He's from Colombia, bro. BMR. Ah. BMR. I, I, I want our answer. I want to answer to BMR. Why? Because he's asking why is why is Argentina versus Panama interesting? Thank and you. I wanted, it is it BMR. It's, it's, it might not, it might not be interesting. The worst thing that ever happened was them winning this shit, bro. Let me let me let me let me put a clip. Let me put a clip on why it might be interesting to actually watch this game. And this was this is a clip from Messi leaving a restaurant yesterday. All right, Frankie. I love that. Poor guy, bro. Poor guy. Muriéndose de hambre están allá, mira. Messi, Pobrecito, van a matar. Man, poor guy, bro. Poor guy. <laughs> exactly. Insane. Put 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 BMR's comment up. <laughs> Exactly. I don't. I don't. I don't That's doubt the it. best thing on that game. That's the best thing that happened. There we go. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it, bro. I don't. It's gonna be an interesting game. We know that. It's no, probably gonna be a spanking. So Argentina's gonna win four five zero. No, but, but that's again. definitely. Oh, let's definitely put so some of those games back up because some of those games are interesting. That Italy England game to me Italy, is gonna England's be interesting. Netherlands, Netherlands France. France looks like a good game. Spain um, Norway. Yeah, my captain Spain. plays there. I don't know, man. I don't know if Spain Norway is gonna is gonna be a good game. If if Haaland's not playing, it's like like Spain versus <clears throat> Faroe Islands, you know? No, never no, so. Norway, Norway doesn't have a bad team. They were third. They were third place in the World Cup qualifiers, and they were in a hard group. So let's know. see. I'm, let's see what I'm, they can do. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that Belgium game. I, I want. I kind of want to see Belgium. That's well, I, I want to see what with you know, the new what coach new players Tedesco? they have. With the new coach yeah. Tedesco. With the new coach, exactly. So I'm curious to I'm see what happens with them. So, yeah. Spain plays awful soccer. BMR says. Sí, I don't know, man. I'm interested to see the new coach because their new coach <laughs> is the, the the guy that uh, they had in the under 20s. So mm -hmm. let's see what he's let's see what he's about, you know? Because if he's if he doesn't produce in the first few games, he's out the window. I mean, uh, yeah. Snoop beefing uh, in the comments uh, right here. <laughs> That Netherlands, that Netherlands France game is going to be very, very interesting. Fire, and, fire. And, and, and to, to go back into that game, there was some interesting news today that came out from that game. Uh, the fact that Mbappe is going to be their new uh, captain. Captain, you saw that? Yeah. You saw what he did, sir? There was a there was a lot of talks about it because supposedly Antoine Griezmann is not Antoine Griezmann yeah, is not happy with that. Captain. 
He's the yeah, vice but he's captain. not happy. He's not happy that Mbappe is actually the captain. He says that a lot right. of people, a lot of people that have been, you know, in the team for longer deserve to. I be, mean, you know, it is man disrespectful, but hey, bro, when you're the well, big hey, boss, I don't know. You get the Rolls Royce. You get the keys. Of the I don't know. I honestly hey, don't I'm know a... if it's disrespectful. You know why? Because I saw a clip from France uh, that's been going around during the World Cup final, uh, mm-hmm. their halftime speech. And the only player that mm. actually stood up, I saw that. And, yeah, yeah, it was Kylian. talked during the halftime switch was Kylian Mbappe. So I think he deserves it. Yeah, it's que Griezmann is medio pecho frío. He's a little cold chested. Let's not lie. Yeah. Look, uh, I'll give I'll give my thoughts, you know, to one of those fans there. Not not very much. I'm not very happy with the call ups. We had a lot of. The, I'm talking about Uruguay. It was a question on the Uruguay call ups, but. Uh, you know, we're talking yeah. about Uruguay, man. We're talking. Well, there about was a question there. We're talking about Uruguay here. <laughs> that's that's Danny's burner account. Bro. There's he a just question. Look, here. He tries to be slick. That's he just him, put bro. Danny F instead of Danny S. That's him. He's asking the same question in the chat. He's a responder solo. Hey, Dale, hey I got to get Uruguay out there. But hey, my question. Hey, I'm just saying. My my uh my take was we had a lot of injuries. I'm not you know too fond of the call ups, but you know we'll see what it is. I mean, it's Uruguay's D team against against Japan, so. Uh, thoughts That's on Uruguay's coach? He put in a comment there. Thoughts on Uruguay's coach there? Uh, my number one candidate is Guillermo Almada. That's the guy that I want. Um, Almada. If you want to talk about I mean, Almada, Uruguay, we can talk yeah. about Diago Almada. What a That's, fantastic! What a fantastic well, goal he scored this week. Earlier, someone asked how much is he gonna go for? Third, uh, what is thirty it? mil? They said thirty-five. They said thirty mil. 30. Yeah, Diago Almada. Yeah. Diago Almada. Yeah. Thirty mil. They bought him for eighteen mil. It said thirty so mil. That's double. what he's gonna go for. 25, 30 mil. That's what he's gonna go is for. The, What's the is record? He the, is he the MVP of the season so far? I mean, we're four <clears> games <throat> in, Nico. I mean, is 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 Joseph Martinez gonna score 15 goals? I mean, I don't know, but four <laughs> games, in, Which four, games for... in, four games in, Diego Almada has four goals and four. That kid's out in, in hold on, in four June, goals bro. and two of, were golazos, eh? two of them were golazos, eh? Two of them were golazos. But you see how Look. everybody's hyped? Where's he from? Look. Where's Almada Look. from? Argentina, right? South well, American, the, yeah, South American, South American, yeah, and that's something that we didn't ask Felipe, and he probably would have agreed. Well, going back to what he said, you know, about you know, uh, the youth development needing yeah, to be not the words of my boys that. Now, but absolutely, well, he probably no, would have agreed with us, absolutely. You know, you need South American players in your team, but look how everybody's getting mad high, bro. You know, how many Almas there are in South America. Yeah, como que, oh my god, he's the next Messi, he's gonna go for a hundred million. I mean, he was back in back in Vélez, he, he was big. I mean, I wish I Vélez, wish was playing, I wish he was. Hey, I wish I wish he was playing in the pink so I could, you know. I'm oh no, for sure, of course. I'm finishing. Look, the keep the pink Kool Aid. Uh, I wanted to. I wanted to show you what I. Are you gonna have, Are you gonna be drinking pink Kool Aid this weekend, Danny? Pink Tampico. Nico, I will be taking this to the stadium in case anybody wants. Pink Kool Aid to the <sighs> stadium. I'll be taking my pink Kool-Aid to the stadium, so that's what I'll be drinking this weekend. Nah, my boy Juancho's not on today's episode today. We're I do want to get, I do want to get uh, into into some quick Before predictions close, right? for this Take weekend. Yeah, Before Before we close, right now. I'm I'm talking about a three three minutes here. We want three quick, quick, quick update. Quick update. Quick update on our rivals. Quick update. Inter no, no, Miami versus Chicago this weekend. That's huge, correct. Huge, huge, huge game. We need those game three points. For Inter. We need now, those three points. Now Chicago's gonna be without. Sheva Shakiri because he went to the national team, and they're not going to have arguably their best player, Jairo Torres. He got hurt in training today, so he's not going to play over the weekend. So those yeah. are huge, huge things, huge advantages yeah. that Miami, that Inter Miami have. And, and Inter Miami doesn't have a 
No, Inter Miami doesn't have a forward uh, who's healthy to play. So uh, I haven't heard anything yet about uh, about Balogin, and I haven't heard anything yeah, about about Campana. So Balogin, eh? You mean you mean the the Balogun? No, but that's no Balogin, no. Balogin. Oh yeah, Balogin is a forward, right? The, the six four <sighs> forward. That's right. So he he's been injured the last couple of weeks. We haven't heard anything about Campana's yeah, calf. Um, so I mean, I don't know. It's gonna be a tough game. I, I really want to yeah, see Campana injury is man weird. I don't know, man. I really I really want to see. Um, sorry, you're right. Uh, <laughs> Don Cafecito, Bor Borgelin, Borgelin. I'm sorry. Borgelin. I missed, yeah. I, I said I said Borgelin, but whatever. I missed the R. My bad. So Balogin, dijiste, I mean, <laughs> weón. Balogin. You look, I can't remember the word that you messed up on the first day of the video. Oh, we were recording at the park. Ay, like a inventaste. <laughs> Keep going, my bad. I remember. I remember. All right, yeah. Before we leave, yeah, before we leave, Danny, dale, 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 dale. Uh, Inter Miami, Chicago Fire, 1 1. Hi, Leo, Danny. Socio. Socio. get hyped, but we don't have anybody to score. 2 0. Us. I wanted to say three, but um, Nico? Score, so I'm gonna go two. Because we're playing at home and we, we got the are best goalie in the league, and we are repeating the trend from last season where we were fantastic at the end of the season at home and we stuck ass once after another time and another time. Hey, and cool story. And What's the scoreline? I'm gonna say one zero Inter Miami. I also want to mention that I'm two and zero at the stadium, so. <laughs> You Your boy called you out, eh? I saw that. I saw that. Yo, Hess, come on, my boy. I like, I like Hess. All right, Daddy. Let's do that, Wrap it up, bro. All right, guys. Just like always, it's fun to have you guys on Tuesdays on This Is Football for Nico, for Socio. We love you guys. Subscribe, you subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We have a gift. We have a giveaway and a like, coming up. And a like. And a like at least, please, guys. That helps a lot. That's right. At Tell 250 him. subscribers, we're going to give away an Inter Miami jersey signed by the player of your liking. So we will, uh, choose, we will choose a random person at 250 subscribers, and we will have your uh, choice of Inter Miami player sign the jersey, and we will give that to you. So, again, just like Nico said, subscribe. Like make that. sure you like. Yeah, we got to like that, Socio. I can Hit participate, little, too. You can. Hit the little no, notification button. No, 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 yeah, everybody can participate. Before you leave, Socio, what international team do you support? Every single national team. Four. Three. Four, five, right? Four, five? Three. I was born in the U.S. My mom's from Honduras, and my dad's Colombian. Three. But then when they're all out, I'm French. Frankie, I think I think with 500, we cut Socio's beard. And then, and then, and then, when Saudi Arabia beat Argentina 1-0, I was from Saudi Arabia. I ain't gonna lie to you. All right, guys. Bro. This is what been one hell of a <laughs> show a again. Rap, for Nico, for Socio. A Have a rap, good night. Money. See you later. Love you guys. Thank you.